Hello and welcome to episode number two of Has Entered the Chat. I'm your host, Adam Gorey. If you heard episode one, you loved it so much, you came back for episode two. I thank you and appreciate it. I also remind you to subscribe on YouTube and all your favorite podcast platforms. This way you get the first notification of when a new episode comes out. You can also follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All the links will be down in the description below no matter where you are listening or watching. And for this second episode, I was joined by Nick Thompson from Season 2 of Love is Blind on Netflix, the hit reality TV show, which is now on Season 4, and I think they are already casting for Season 5. So make sure you follow Nick wherever you can. Again, his information will be below. I don't want to waste any time. I want to get right to this conversation. Stick around for the end where I will re-give out some links and information uh, for both this podcast and what Nick has going on. But without further ado, here is my chat with Nick Thompson. You know, obviously most people probably know you from Love is Blind Season 2, which was... Uh, that recorded or that um, filmed what like three years ago now or two years ago? Uh, actually, we are coming up on two years ago. That was in twenty twenty. Two years, yeah. And then it it aired almost a year later, right? Yeah, it aired in February. Um, there's a lot of it, it's a global show, so there's like so much editing and dubbing. Yeah. I mean, even there was a I think it was the guy who I forget what country he dubbed me. And like reached out to me on Instagram right before the show oh, really? came out. <laughs> yeah, I forgot <laughs> about that. <laughs> was he like, hey, what's up? I'm doing your voice uh, for this country or like. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much exactly what he said. <laughs> that's and I was cool. like, I mean, speaking of... it's funny that he's seen it and I hadn't too. Like, that's me. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, obviously, you know, the results, you just don't know how it was edited right. and produced and all that stuff. Right. But that's something um, that, that like I was never worried about my edit. That's good. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure some people, you know, I've never been on reality TV, so I can't speak from experience, obviously, like like you could, but I'm sure some people are like, oh shit, <laughs> like what am I gonna look oh, like? Oh, I mean, our entire yeah, I think everyone in the cast was worried about it. And um oh, really, you know, there if I I mean Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but like pretty much the whole cast was talking about their edit and worried about things that they said or worried about how they would be portrayed. And I wasn't because I was just me the whole time. So kind of just was easy for me to be like, okay, this is what it is. This isn't really whatever happens on this isn't my real life. Um, so you kind of separate it. And then, um, you, you know, I, and I don't really care what people think about me because I know that I'm a good person and I do the best that I can. And, and, um, you know, it doesn't mean I don't do things wrong, but mm -hmm. I'm perfectly capable of looking back and saying, oh, I wish I would have done that different. So it wasn't anything that ever really worried me. Um, I was more so just because your life just changes overnight. And I was more so just thinking, what is my life going to be like? Right. Once it comes out. Right. Was, was it hard to, you know, maybe not even 
I don't even want to say spoil stuff on social media for the time from filming to, to airing, but like, how hard is it to just be like, Oh, I, I can't post this. Like you're, you're just posting like in day-to-day life, you know what I mean? Like there's so many things yeah. you could easily give away without knowing it. Like how hard was that to kind of keep that reeled in a little bit? So the interesting thing is that it's a really big world and most people don't know who you are after you film until you get announced as the cast. So I never really posted much. I've posted more on social media probably this week than I had the entire time before the show. Um, But for me, what was so interesting about that part of it is like you could post stories, you could post, um, you know, really anything, but then you would have to take it down at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, However, you, you don't, you don't really get to share your relationship with everyone. And that's the part that's so hard because when you come home, like, I mean, it's just all pressure cookers. And I've said that every chance that I get to talk about it, but it's just like one pressure cooker after another. And then you're in this pressure cooker of like, okay, I have this relationship or this marriage in my case and my family and friends know, and people at work don't know or people, you know, so it's, it's very weird to kind of balance, um, you know, who knows and who doesn't know and who should know and who, you know, who's need to know basically. Um, but there were people on the internet are crazy. They, they literally were like going through our Venmo transactions. So we had to go make our Venmo private. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was a whole, like, I don't know if it was a story or a Reddit thread that had, um, tracked Venmos between us back and forth and had tracked like people that we had both followed or that were following both of us, like her s- sister and my sisters. And it's just oh like, gosh. who has time to do that? Uh, right. That's borderline like harassment. Like that's why uh, I mean, it was, yeah, it was pretty intense to think about the, the Venmo stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I don't remember. So I know Netflix semi recently started doing this thing where they like, will release part of the season and then another part and then another part. Uh, do you know if, if your season was all at once or was it by piece? I forget. Cause they're doing it, it now. Piece. They're doing like, okay. Yeah. So it was by piece. And that was another weird thing because whenever you would do any type of interview or social media post, you had to post as if you were within the time frame of, of those episodes that they have, which is just right. bizarre. And then in, in those like three weeks, you cannot be seen together publicly. So you're at this like intense moment in your relationship and you are not able to like live your life. So if, if you, you know, to the point where when we went to the reunion, like you get separate cars and separate flights, that's crazy. Like it's insane. Yeah. So it's, it's really taxing on a relationship to be going through these like extreme changes and then not really being able to just support each other in the way that like a normal couple would. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like, and we'll talk, I do want to talk about your podcast a little bit later on. And, and I know you do dive into like mental health and everything like that. And just from what you're talking about, it sounds like that can be, so I mean, day normal, I say normal, but like your day to day life is draining mentally. So to go through something, what you just (laughs) described had to be like, like just absolutely exhausting. And, and like, how do you just shut your brain off from that? Like, I don't, yeah, so it's different now. Um, people still, 
obviously recognize me. A lot of people don't even know where they recognize me from at this point because reality TV is, you know, just everywhere, a dime a right. dozen. Um, uh, but the challenging, the, the real challenging part was that people are cruel and people think that they know what's going on in your life and they really have no idea. Um, people think they know that your relationship and they have no idea. And so dealing with the the negativity um, specifically that was coming from our side, obviously uh, living through it was really tough um, because people just think they know and they have no idea. Like you saw an hour and I think it was 14 minutes or so of my life and then an additional maybe you know, 30 minutes total with after the altar. And you weren't in that relationship for a year and a half. You don't know anything about it. And right. I would say it was more harsh um, to deal with. And, and I still get anxious about this. And I'm not typically, you know, I, I don't get very anxious about not even what I don't care what people think about me. But, you know, you you get so much hate. And you get so many mean com. I mean, I still have to go delete mean comments off of posts when they come up because they're just they're just cruel, and it's almost like the management of that is more of a pain in the ass. That sorry if I'm not supposed to say that. More of a pain you than can um, curse as much as you want. <laughs> <laughs> like trying to manage that, I had you know I had to have a friend manage my social media for a few weeks because I just. I, you know, I work full time. I was a VP of marketing and of marketing. I was a VP of marketing. Jeez, I can't talk. I was a VP of marketing <laughs> and I was busy all day. Like we had a new product launch going on when this was going on. So I didn't have time to monitor my social media and, you know, delete mean comments and manage important mm -hmm. DMs versus other, like, and, and you don't know how to do that. You know, you right. like overnight, I had over 300,000 followers, essentially, like over wow. a couple of weeks. That's insane. Um, for someone who yeah. didn't really pay attention to social media before that, um, because, you know, for these reasons, because I think social media is, you know, when, when it, you, it gives people a mask to go project all of their problems and issues that they have that they can't deal with themselves and project them on other mm -hmm. people. And that's just not how I choose to live my life. I choose to, to treat everybody as if they're a human being. And, um, so, you know, that was really hard. And then after, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, after the divorce and getting lied about and smeared was the hardest thing I've ever had to um, <laughs> deal with in my life, I would say. Right. So that's, totally. that's um, yeah. And then just, you know, mentally sitting there and thinking, again, I don't care what these people are saying um, that don't know me, but it's where it's coming from that hurts. And so... That was literally like there was a day where it was one of the hardest days in my life to just stay in, stay true to my character and not get in mm -hmm. the mud and not, um, you know, do anything to hurt someone. So, yeah, it, it's tough. The whole thing is it's very tough. Um, and it's still to this day, it's it's draining to have gone through that. Um, you know, I still in therapy and with my own journaling and. I'm still working through all of these, these feelings and, and, you know, going through this, this whole process and then just kind of getting dumped on your own, uh, without really any support mm -hmm. or navigation on how to do any of this. It's a, it's hard. It's, it's emotionally draining. You lose yeah, a lot. I, I, mean, like I, and I lost a ton of confidence. Yeah, no, totally. And like that kind of stuff, like, like you said, it, it's hard to, 
you almost, and, um, you know, I'm not saying this is what happened to you, but, uh, but this is, uh, kind of something that has happened to me before. And I'm sure plenty of other people who are watching or listening, but like, that's where the term gaslighting comes from. You know what I mean? You, you question your own yeah. sanity. Like you're like, you get in situations yeah. where, like you said, you're lied about again. I, I don't want to speak on the situation because I wasn't there or anything, but it, you know, if you're getting lied about enough, you start to question like yourself a bit and you have to really like <clears throat> gather your thoughts and be like, wait, no, I am not crazy. Like this is, yeah. I, I am this person. I'm not that person, you know? And, and, you know, I'm sorry I had to go through that obviously. And, and I don't know uh, again, exactly what you went through. I know I've, I've gone through some stuff in the past and um, you know, it's never easy and it's, you know, good to have a support system. And it sounds like you at least have, you know, like you said, therapy, journaling, like whatever, whatever helps you, you know, is, is great. You know, if it, if yeah. it doesn't help you find something that does, cause I guarantee there's something out there that can help. I completely agree. And I encourage everyone to like, just get walking. Like whenever I start to get, I mean, I had, I've never had a panic attack until the end of last year. Like I've, it's never happened to me yeah. before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I developed, you know, different types of symptoms of anxiety, like gagging and, um, puking in some instances. And it's, it's, it's so tough. But what I found out is like, if I move, if I get up and I move and I get outside, walk around, even if it's cold, I'll rock, walk around my, my apartment, it helps calm me down. And so I, I encourage anyone to do that. And that's not just me. That's like science says, when you move your body, it's beneficial. Yeah, I think that's like kind of the whole, I know some places have like walking meetings and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, in, in Chicago, it's probably not always easy to go for a walk, but <laughs> that fresh air does help. <laughs> yes, it does. Even when it's cold, brisk and hurts your face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, do you still, I'm curious, do you still watch uh, the show? Like, did you watch season three? Or are you watching season four? Uh, no, I, I can't watch it. It, it's too okay. painful. Um, to go through it and, and sit there and think like everything that could have been, maybe should have been that wasn't. Um, and then also, right. I mean, you know, I posted something on Instagram about this, like when I watch people and I, and now I know what they're going through, I can't even like my heart hurts for them. The stress, mm. the, the lack of sleep, the lack of hydration, the lack of breaks, the lack of you know, just normal decision-making timelines and stuff. Everything is so fast. It, these are life-altering decisions. And it's just, you know, outside of my own sadness for how things worked out for me, um, you know, it's hard to watch other people go through it without really knowing what they're getting into or what uh, the experience is actually going to be like. And there's so many people that say, oh, well, you signed up for it. N no, I didn't. I did not sign up um, for, for what I got. And that's the, you know, that's the thing it's, it's, and what did I get? You know, like, I don't, I don't get people that say that. I don't think that's fair. They'd have not again, it's people like that haven't lived it, that don't really understand the emotional stress, the physical stress and the mental stress that it puts on you to go through one of these experiences sure. when you're making big life altering decisions multiple times a day. Yeah. And I mean, uh, the way I, I think about it, you know, when you say people have said, you know, you signed up for it, right? So 
on a basic level, you know, I like well, to like run. signed up for That's what? what? Like, what do they even mean right. by that? That's what I don't yeah, get. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> so, so in my head, in my head on a basic level, maybe this will be easy for some people to understand is I would equate it to like signing up for a 10 K a marathon, let's even say at, at its most extreme level. Right. And you've trained for a marathon, obviously. I hope you don't go out and run a marathon with no training. But anyway, like, you know, you can do a marathon, right? So you go and on mile 13, you tear your ACL or something. And people are like, well, you tore your ACL. You signed up for it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I, I, I wanted to do this life experience, but you, you know, like everybody, when you do certain things, you go to a certain college, you go, you know, every life choice you make, you don't always know where it's going to end up. And it's not fair right. to say in your case, like, oh, you signed up for exactly what you got. Like, no, you didn't, obviously. Right. Well, and people have this idea in their head too. And, you know, this is, this is our society in a sense, it's kind of depressing, but people think that you're, you know, quote, a celebrity or now you're rich or whatever. It's like, no, like you make a thousand dollars a week while you're filming and basically under control for 24 hours a day. And then right. unless you shill brands and brand deals or any brand that will pay you money, you don't, you don't make money. Like I don't have a job right now. I got laid off. I'm not making any money outside of consulting gigs and unemployment, you know, and, and the consulting gigs like few and far between. So it's, right. you know, and it's not for lack of looking for a job either, but there's, you know, there's a real life behind each of these people. And if you're not going to go and, you know, push brand partnerships and sell, you know, anything to your audience that a, a company will pay you to do, you're not making money off of this. You have a following. Right. Yeah, How do you not, monetize your following? Right? Exactly. Yeah. You're not like, there's not a, you know, every time somebody streams season two, you're not getting a check. No. Like and that. believe me, <laughs> I think about that all the time. Like they, you know, yeah. Netflix and Kinetic will continue to profit uh, season after season after season while I could lose my condo in three months. It's like insane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and you know, I, I can't speak to how Netflix runs things or any other company for that matter, but it almost feels like there should be some kickback, but you know, that's another conversation for another day. Yeah. I'm assuming <laughs> I know there's, um, you know, other shows on Netflix, the circle, I think they just did perfect match. It was called, which was some people mm -hmm. from the other, like kind of the hodgepodge has anyone reached out to you about doing one of those no and to be honest like i don't i don't think they ever would i, I okay. don't think i, I get have. the vibe you would say no anyway i can't it would be interesting to see it would you know here's the difference and i i don't want to speak for shane but i was talking to shane about this a few weeks after he got back from um well, I guess not back because they filmed it a while ago, but once Perfect Match was airing and he was like, now that I knew what I was going into is like, I, it was a total different experience. So I think like I would know how to manage it better. And I thought I managed it pretty well, um, to be honest. Like, yes, it was stressful. Yes, it was a pressure cooker while filming. It was tough. Um, I got sick one day like that. So there were there were issues for sure. But um, I would if I did go, I would completely uh, approach it differently. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't okay. go in blind. I'd go in with my eyes wide open this time. Right. And, um, a little, a little more seasoned. 
Right, right. Which, by the way, that's going to be the I'm rebranding my podcast uh, to Eyes Wide Open for anyone who wants to oh. check that out. Um, cool. But I don't think I have the personality that you know warrants reality TV. I'm very calm in my well. I'm at when I'm at mm-hmm. my best. I'm very calm. Um, you know, I don't. I, I think and respond. I don't react. And those aren't <laughs> qualities you want in someone who's going on a reality TV show. Totally, totally. Um, last but question I'll let you know if anyone said. reaches out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> last question about Love is Blind, because I do want to talk about your podcast and a couple other things um, before we run out of time. Um, yeah. You said you talked to Shane. Is there anybody else that you kind of keep in touch with? Because I, I assume uh, everybody or most people still live in the area, or did some move out to like LA? Um, I think people mostly live in the area no one on the cast talks to me besides shane so okay. that's the power of lies i guess but that's sure. okay um i i you know one of the things i realized after and going through this is i'm better in my circle like my my friends mm-hmm. my family that's those are my people like going out and you know trying to grab onto some arbitrary spotlight or, or stay, you know, relevant by talking, continuing to talk about the show, even though, you know, you hated it when people did it about you. Like, that's not my people. My people are the people that I have the same values as, um, you know, we're normal people and I just don't need to, to seek that constant spotlight. So I think it's probably for the best. Yeah, no, totally. I get that. I, I would not last a day on reality television, so I'll tell, tell you that for sure. Um, it, I know uh, a big thing that was kind of brought up, and you've mentioned it yourself, uh, during this season, people saw that you made your own toothpaste, but I've seen that you do more than more than just toothpaste now, so I'm, I'm kind of really curious about that. Like, What made you want to start making your own toothpaste soap, and, and what else have you kind of delved into? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So back in 2014, I think it was, um, my friend started making his own toothpaste and we were actually roommates and he told me to look into what's in toothpaste and that's where my whole rabbit hole began. Um, so there's a lot of chemicals. There's a lot of carcinogen, carcinogens. (laughs) I can't talk today. So there's a lot of chemicals, (laughs) a lot of carcinogens in, a lot of the products that we use, um, they're not natural, even if they say natural. And so as I looked more and more into that, um, you know, I, I realized there's a lot of things that I could just make on my own for either, you know, more cost effective or at least equal. And I could Mm. take better care of my body. So like with the body wash, for example, I always had eczema my whole life. I would get bouts, especially in the winter on specific areas of my body. Um, once I started making my own body wash, that is gone. It's never come back. And why? Cause I'm oh, using wow. simple, natural, organic ingredients and there's no, there's no fragrances, fragrance, gosh, fragrances that aren't <laughs> essential oils. So it's very, you yeah. know, it's very, it's very healthy. And I make a lot of my own like condiments and stuff like that, just to avoid the high fructose corn syrup, the added sugars, yeah. the added ingredients that you don't really need. So that's kind of my, my journey. Right. I try to make as much as I can on my own, just from a, a health perspective, I also kind of enjoy it. Um, you know, I, I'm not like a DIY build a table, but I am kind of like a DIY, like let's make some stuff from scratch. 
Yeah, and I mean, like, I don't, I don't think. I would say probably maybe ten years ago, people might think that was a little weirder than it would be considered now. Like, I think now it's almost progressive. Like, you mm-hmm. see, you know, I make sure I buy aluminum-free deodorant, like stuff like that. Just oh yeah, that stuff too. you didn't see five, 10 years ago, you know what I mean? And I think that's really great. And, and I'll, um, you know, in the t- description, I'll put links to all your, your stuff. Like I've probably mentioned already in the intro and we'll mention again in the outro, but, uh, Thanks. definitely, uh, for those listening, if you're interested, follow Nick for, cause I know you post some like how to's right on there on how to make, I do. Things. Yeah. So every time I, uh, make something, I try to, if, if I have time, I try to record a video, but let me tell you, Content is not easy. It takes me hours sometimes to edit, yeah. to make, edit, write a caption, post, all of that. Um, so the DIY ones are particularly challenge, time consuming and challenging, but um, I, I do have a new one coming pretty soon. Um, I'm also upgrading and updating my body wash to include uh, another good ingredient. So I'm going to remake that one as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, uh, I don't envy you for making for having to make those videos because I, I I've only done a few like review types of videos and stuff like that, but they take forever. They take like I mean they take me all day. So the fact that it says it takes you a couple hours is actually quicker than it would take me. Oh my gosh, it shouldn't take that long. But you know why I do it? it and here's here's the thing: like any video I make, I'm just trying to share something I've learned, or I'm trying to share right. knowledge that I have. I'm trying to open a conversation so that, you know, people who may not know that you shouldn't have aluminum in your deodorant because it actually blocks your body from releasing, um, releasing sweat, which is toxins. And then also at the same time, heavy metal in your body is dangerous and linked to all sorts of different types of diseases. And people just don't know because the information isn't readily available. So I, I hope that, you know, sharing some of my um, knowledge I've accumulated over the years from my own research, from, you know, having a network of holistic nutritionists and doctors and all of that is helpful for somebody else. What's the, uh, I know you take cold showers. What's the reason I just started there? That. Did you? Okay. Um, yeah. So I had a neuroscientist on my podcast and, um, so you, you know, you hear cold showers from, uh, Dr. Huberman, Joe Rogan, all of these, these like really tough, smart people. And mm-hmm. I love a hot shower, but I had TJ power. He's also a great follow on my podcast about a month ago. And he was like, you just got to do it. Just start small and you just got to do it. The reason that you want to do it is because if you have a cold shower and I forget exactly where it starts, but it's somewhere around 20 to 30 seconds, you can do 20 to 30 seconds of a cold shower or uh, ice bath emergence. You can spike your dopamine levels 250% for the next four to five hours. And with the way, the way dopamine works, that's your, your happiness, your reward chemical. And dopamine is when you achieve something, that's when you, your brain releases dopamine. So what happens with that is the longer you stay in it and the longer you're achieving that you're, you're conquering that discomfort, you're achieving that, that longer time. And when you do that, like you're actually resetting your dopamine levels because you get dopamine from opening your phone. Every time an alert comes in, you're releasing. So we're getting instant gratification, which is not in our DNA to, to main for maintenance. So mm-hmm. this cold shower is kind of putting me in, in the right headspace to start my day. 
Um, you know, I, I've been almost two weeks now. Today, I I stayed in sixty full seconds, and that's the longest wow. I've done yet. But I'm gonna try and get. Um, you know, I just add a couple seconds every day. Like if I could just do three more than I did yesterday, I'll eventually get to maybe just yeah. five minutes or the ice bath or um, whatever <laughs> yeah, it is. So any progress is good progress. And I know I've, I've so um, after like a workout or something, I've jumped in the cold shower just to like cool down quick. If I had to throw on clothes or something, that's the only time I've been able to be in a cold shower for more than like 30 <laughs> seconds, but I might have to, I might have to work my way up. <laughs> uh, I highly recommend it. I didn't think even after the first couple times, I'm like, this isn't really gonna sustain. And again, it's not even two mm -hmm. weeks, but every day it just gets me going. Sure. Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, it definitely wakes you up if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> That's true um, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you mentioned your podcast, so let's talk about that. Um, it was called Conversations with Nick Thompson and you said you're rebranding it to Eyes Wide Open, you said? Okay. So the last episode of season one of my podcast, Conversations with Nick Thompson, is going to release on Tuesday. And I have uh, a little hiatus, a couple weeks where we're going to release kind of some best of clips um, throughout the my YouTube channel. Um, and we're going to go through a rebrand and the show is going to be called Eyes Wide Open with Nick Thompson. Uh, format tweaked ever so slightly. Guests and content will remain the same. Um, you know, all with the idea that if you want to go in the world and be your best self, you have to approach every situation with your eyes wide open. So you want to know uh, about yourself. You want to take care of yourself. You want to understand your mental health. You want to understand the mental health of others. You want to understand the ingredients and the things that you're putting into your body and that are in, in happening in our world. Um, so I'm still going to have all those same types of experts on there as well. So, uh, we can just open some more eyes. Yeah, and we we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but um, what I find really interesting, I saw one of your posts about talking why you wanted to just podcast, you know what I mean? And you mentioned you thought it was going to be fantasy football, which I've actually done one of those before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't get anyone to do it um, with me like 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I, I did one probably it was close to 10 years ago. It was probably like five or six years ago. But um, okay. what's really interesting to me, and I kind of want to before we wrap up, just let you kind of explain what you love so much about podcasting, because I, I think I get it, you know, when I read what you said, but I don't know that everybody, like some people like to podcast, maybe just to hear themselves talk or just to talk about their mm -hmm. favorite subject or whatever. But I, I personally, for me, like I just, you know, for this podcast in particular, I just love talking to people and kind of getting to know them a little bit. And, you know, it helps to have listeners know who you're talking to a little bit. So that's mm -hmm. kind of why I, I do this one, but you know, I, obviously we talk about what you're a part of and everything, but I think at the root is I like to try to, and what's weird is I'm kind of an introvert, you know what I mean? Which is I am too. a little right. So, but yeah. for some reason this really like draws me in. So like, what is it about podcasting and talking to people that, you know, really kind of brought you in and, and got you to, now eyes wide open. Yeah, that I'm pretty sure we're probably going to say and have the same answer here. Um, I really, first of all, I like to share information and I like to learn. I'm constantly learning. Um, and if I'm not learning, I, I feel like I'm in the wrong situation. So uh, for me, having meaningful conversations around, you know, what's happening in the world, um, you know, news and politics and 
you know, removing stigmas around mental health and holistic health and wellness and all of this stuff. Um, it inspires me. It lights up my brain. But I also want to share that information because I do understand that I have privilege. I have privilege to have, you know, a blue check that gets allows me to get r- really good guests on my show. You know, I have the ability to have access to people that, um, you know, others may not or others may be too intimidated to talk to. Uh, so if I if I keep, you know, keep on this this route with this podcast, um, I'm really excited and and hoping to have the ability to just spread good information and help people become more self-aware um, of the of what's going on within them and aware of what's going on in their surroundings. And that'll do it for this episode of Has Entered the Chat. Thank you to Nick Thompson for coming on and talking to me. Again, all his information will be below. Uh, but if you want to follow him on Instagram, nthompson513. Keep an eye out for his podcast as well. And links to this podcast are also below. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, get notifications for new podcast episodes, whether it's YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Hope you have enjoyed the first couple of episodes so far, and I hope you come back for more. One more thank you to Nick for joining me, and I will see you on the next episode.